Earth's mightiest heroes must come together and learn to fight as a team if they are going to stop the mischievous Loki and his alien army from enslaving humanity. Welcome to the Walt Vault with Michelle, Andre, Louise, and me, Emily. We're a family-friendly podcast where we pick a new Disney movie each week. We watch it, share our thoughts, and then relate it to pop culture, fandoms, and anything else that pops into our heads. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to the Walt Vault, episode 37. Wow. We are in the middle of our Marvel month. And this week, we are talking about 2012's, directed by Joss Whedon, Marvel's The Avengers. Boom. That's not the right song. Okay, wrong movie. That was incredible. No, it was Indiana Jones. Oh, I thought you were going. Oh, it could have been that too. No, all of our superhero movies are starting to blend together. I know. So specifically musically. Yes, this week we're talking about the Avengers. This was the the first team up movie. This is the first team up movie, but this is also the first movie distributed by Walt Disney Studios. Hey, that's cool. So technically, all of the movies before the Avengers were distributed by Paramount, yes. This one said in association with Paramount Pictures. Yes, because this was a part of Paramount's original deal where Mm. they had like the first five Marvel movies or something like that they were going to distribute. But then Disney bought Marvel and was like, "Mm, we're going to put our name on this one. So, hi. (laughs) Thank you. Disney was like, bing. (laughs) Paramount didn't really actually work. And then Disney just, they just got to put their name on it now because they bought it. Yes. So there. Disney owns everything. Not I'm everything. Not they don't own Fox yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> yet. As of this recording, they As don't own As of this Fox. recording, and I don't, I'm not even upset that Disney owns everything. It's whatever. So let's right. go into first impressions. Luis, what was your first impressions of the original Avenger movie? I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, wow, this is so cool. Uh, but I haven't seen it repeatedly. It... Hasn't changed my opinion. It is a cool movie. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, it still holds up. Yeah. I, I'm i a little bit lost at first how it was, how the whole idea of the Avengers was kiboshed. I would have liked a little bit of an input on that. You mean like the the Avengers Initiative originally? Yeah, yeah, yeah how it was kiboshed. Like, I, I kind of wa- like, like how it came to be? No, 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 because. Or why they stopped they it? They kiboshed it. Yeah. Yeah, it was not going to happen. I would have liked to see like maybe a uh, intro scene on it to where the council tells Fury it's not going to work. Let's right. move to something else. Let's move to phase two. Mm. Well, you know you that know? council's all Hydra, so of course they didn't want it to happen. <laughs> not all of them were Hydra in that council. You don't council. know that. You don't know. We see them in Captain America Civil War. Yeah, yeah. they yes. were corrupt. Or not Civil War, Winter Soldier. Well, not yet, Excuse though. Me. Right. Not, well, not as of this movie. No. We don't know if they're, they're corrupt yet. In this movie, there are Hydra agents right, within right. Shield. Yes. yes, but we but we don't know. But we don't know that. No, no. the audience does not know that. No, as I a, know the Japanese dude and the British lady were not uh, Hydra. Maria is not Hydra. Anyways, <laughs> Andre, what is your first impression? Um, similar to Louise, when I saw this movie, I was blown away. The greatest crossover that's ever been crossed over from all the <laughs> things. It was it's so awesome to watch all these heroes who had been heroes of their own movies meld together 
into this one big movie, and it's still pretty pretty cool. Watching it now, me likey. First impression, me likey. <laughs> me likey. <laughs> um, but when I saw this movie, I was a freshman in college, and I don't think my Marvel nerdiness had really started yet. I didn't like Iron Man. I never saw The Incredible Hulk. I did like Captain America, but I didn't see that movie until after The Avengers. <laughs> um, so I was a little bit all over the place. Um, so it's a great movie. I love The Avengers now. Obviously, I'm pretty obsessed. But my first impression of this movie is that they all look like babies. Yep. They're babies. <laughs> I literally have Stark is all brown at one point because, <laughs> you know, and all the Chris other... Evans is a baby. Oh, yeah. In, in subsequent movie. movies, they get like gray in their hair and yeah. stuff. No, they look like children, yeah. which is they look funny. like children. And this movie only came out six years ago. No, nah, it came out 25 years ago. It feels like <laughs> Captain America even acts like a child in this. He doesn't know what any technology is. Yeah. He's, he's a baby, man. Yeah. That was Wizard my first Oz. impression. So it was it was <laughs> ni- whatever. It was nice going back and being like, oh, man. Yeah, that's how it started. Yeah, and it, it was still a mess. Um. OK, my first impression is that I'm not going to go with my initial first impression because I remember watching this. I think I bits and pieced washed it. Mm-hmm at one point and was very uninterested in it because I didn't understand the characters. So I didn't know what was going on. So I thought it was ridiculous. And I very distinctly remember watching it for the first time at Luis's house um, when we were dating in his parents' house on this like small TV. And I'm pretty sure we were watching it in Spanish with English subtitles. It was just like a thing, right? And I just looked over at him and was like, excuse my French already. Like, is this just a huge pissing contest? Like, just, and (laughs) I I remember the scene specifically where they're in the lab right and they're just like getting all mad at each other and because i didn't have any context i literally thought it was so stupid because like why are they so like up in arms and stuff anywho and i thought thor was stupid i remember vividly saying thor is so stupid okay whoa i'm gonna take it all back i'll take you well you know at first he was kind of dumb and stupid he's better now yeah i'm taking it back though so my first i'm i'm doing a new first impression as of this viewing because this is like i have my marvel knowledge Mm -hmm. and i really care about the characters now me likey (laughs) (laughs) i will go with an andre to me (laughs) likey me likey very well (laughs) i very much enjoyed it and i will say that i wrote down like four pages of notes because i was like this movie once you understand all of the context is very well written. Right. Very well written. And it actually has some of the better acting than other Marvel movies. So I was like really happy with it. So Mm -hmm. me likey. Boom. Likey. All right. We got a couple of Now we're going into our character conversation. Bear with us. This will probably be a while. So of our Avengers team, we have Iron Man, Captain America, Mm -hmm. America. Uh, the uh, Incredible <laughs> Hulk. Mm-hmm. Hawkeye. Yep. Romanoff, Black a.k.a. Widow. Black Widow. <laughs> I love the way she says it. And Thor. Thor. Those are the core Face Avengers. Avengers. We also Safe. got some Nick Furies. We got, we got some, some Nick Furies. We got Maria some Hills. Coulsons. We, we got, got some Maria Hills. And dun, 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 we got some Loki. Classic evil Loki. Man, <laughs> I missed him. <laughs> I missed him a lot. I love me some low key. So I'm going to give a little background before we get too far into the to characters. the characters, just because I feel like this movie has a lot going on. And yeah. if you don't yeah, understand what's happening, like what is happening? It begins with 
zero Avengers, <laughs> right? It's yeah. it's just Shield station. Exactly, and it's confusing if you don't know what is going on. Right, and I think that's or why like I, me and you forget things very easily and had to ask Andre a million questions well, during this movie. It's funny that you say that because Luis and I paused it a couple times so that we could like talk through it. Like, okay, hold on. So the movie opens and you see. I mean, we're gonna like move past a little bit, sure. but like they're in a NASA slash Shield. Uh, warehouse of some sort like head, some yeah they have like, a tesseract which, and they have the tesseract okay and, and i needed to be reminded when was the last time we even saw the tesseract because i was like wait why do they have it well, i thought it was in the ocean like yes, we, I don't know. we saw it at the end mm-hmm. of captain america the first avenger in the ocean right it falls into the ocean but then when i think i think captain america the first avenger is like a frame story and at the beginning of that movie, it shows S.H.I.E.L.D. discovering yes. that downed plane and recovering the Tesseract. And then also at the and end... It had, right. And I think it had Tony Stark's dad in there who helped yeah. like, yes. get it out. And then also at the end of Thor, that, that post credit scene is Nick Fury showing the Tesseract to Dr. Selvig. Yeah. Right. Who was in Thor. Yeah. So I think that's why it's so like you need to know this information or you're like, what is this blo- blue, glowing <laughs> this blue glowing thing, thing right? Yeah, or you can't. You have to have knowledge if you're watching these movies. Cube. Exactly. So Cosmic Cube is chilling in the middle of this warehouse and you see Dr. Selvig and we'll just we'll just call him the doctor. He He's there and he's looking at it and everything. And pretty much we everyone gets alerted because it throw the Tesseract throws off an energy surge mm-hmm. and it hasn't really been interacting with anything. So when it did an unprecedented energy surge, everyone like flipped out because number one, they don't know what it is. Number two, they don't know what it can do. And number three, they're pretty sure it can like level the uh, compound, <laughs> the <laughs> earth. which it did. Right. Yeah. So they don't know. So they start an evac. They're like, everyone get the heck out of here. <laughs> Long story short, it is the Tesseract holds the space stone. That's right. Yes. Right. And I don't know if they actually say that in this movie. No, they but don't. It's implied because it allows travel through space. Right. Yes. So it acts as a doorway. Loki is on the other side of space. <laughs> and, space. Act- and at which point he's interacting with a big old purple dude. Thanos. Grimace. A big old grimace face. <laughs> big old ugly original Thanos. Let's Ooh, be real. A real, real scary chin. Yeah. And he gets transported to this facility. So in the facility, he ends up shocking some people he's, with his he's, he's with a wielding scepter. his scepter, which also has an infinity stone. Right. And this one yeah, is the, the pow- mind, oh, mind, yeah, the mind stone. stone. I knew that. Yes. Um, so he is able to, which back up a little bit. <laughs> that makes Loki. Very powerful. And this yeah. is one of the things, this is like in Characterville, Luis and I were talking about it. So number one, Thor, even though, not Thor, Loki, even though he's not as guardian, he is. He's a sorcerer. A sorcerer. He, uh, he's he's an a, ice still giant, a god, technically. technically. He's a god, he's of, a god mischief. of mischief. Mm-hmm. And now he's wielding a very powerful an infinity stone. Technically two almost. Yeah. So if you think about it, like. He's really powerful right there, yeah. and he's not really using it to his full potential. Like, well, could have sh- been doing some crazy. They show stuff. how powerful he is. He starts just mopping the floor with all these shield agents. That's true. Like real, like that's a really fun uh, action scene where he gets uh, where bullets are like flying, bouncing off of him, and he's like charging at these dudes and stabbing them and sweeping the legs. It's, it's, it's yeah, cool he stuff. does. He does really good. He does a lot of fun action with that scepter. Mm-hmm. So long story short, this is like the most important part that got me the first time I didn't. I missed this. Obviously, what he does is he um, takes over. He, yes, he, he, yeah. he, he takes over their minds. He takes over the He's doctor. Like, 
Bing. Mm-hmm. And he takes over Hawkeye. Hawkeye, Hawkeye, which is Agent Barton of S.H.I.E.L.D. And so that's why the whole time I'm like, isn't he supposed to be a gun guy, but it's a bad guy and everything. <laughs> so he takes him over and he pretty much like makes him do his evil bidding for most of the movie. Right. Fun fact, Hawkeye started out as a bad guy in the comics. Oh. He, 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 was in the, he was in the circus doing archery. Uh, and the circus was like owned by supervillains, so he would do like some thieving and stuff like that until he got taken under Captain America's wing. I like Hawkeye. This this movie it has um, some of my favorite like Hawkeye Romanoff interactions, which I, I mean we all know that their relationship is like pretty strong. Um, basically, mm-hmm. Hawkeye or was given the directive to go kill this amazing i don't even know what you call her like super spy assassin assassin mm-hmm. thank you like he had been given the directive to like go destroy her because she's just messing things up in the world like she's she's amazing and he's like no and he talks to her and is like come work for shield instead which was a good call there because romanoff is absolutely amazing but they have like this pretty strong relationship so it was nice seeing that um, in and kind of like the origin again? of their, yeah. I yeah. mean, because you don't get any other origin of their relationship. Right, this neither is, of them get their own movies. No. Yet. yet. I'm sorry. I don't think they have enough for. Black Widow's is going to get her own movie. But, but, but Hawk, Hawk. Uh, no, Hawkeye. not Hawkeye. Hawk smile. No. Like I think maybe, <laughs> no. Jeremy Hawkeye. Modesto. No. <laughs> Jeremy Modesto. <laughs> ha- oh, by the way. Yeah. Jeremy Renner's where we're Just from, so guys. everyone knows Hawkeye, the gentleman who plays Agent Barton. A.K.A. Hawkeye. A.K.A. Jeremy Renner. <laughs> he, um, he's from Modesto. He's from where we are very centrally located. And I remember this very, <laughs> very distinctly. One of our friends and listeners of the podcast, Mary Angela, used Shout to work. At, <laughs> she used to work at Starbucks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I remember Shout this story. Did she saw him. Yes. Michelle, you want Sorry. to tell the story? No, you tell it. <laughs> Long story short, she was working drive through and Senor Renner came through the drive through and she was like, ah! yeah, she, she lost her mind. I remember <laughs> when I was when I was in high school, I don't know if it was my junior or senior year, but Jeremy Renner was getting married and he got married in Modesto and um, my choir teacher like knew him because they're like around the same age and they went to school together and she was like, oh, I'm going to this wedding. <clears throat> but she didn't go to the wedding, but she saw like a lot of pictures and things like That's that. That's hilarious. There was like helicopters trying to spy on Jeremy Renner's wedding Crash. in Modesto. <laughs> like, <laughs> why did he get married in Modesto? I don't know, Jeremy Renner. Because all of his family's yeah, here. He yeah, I know. Modesto. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy Turlock. Anywho, <laughs> moving along. Um, but I agree with you, Michelle. They have a really good backstory here. Um, and it shows that there is strength in the Avengers, even when there isn't strength in the Avengers. And I right. feel like this is one of the original movies where they really like, I had kind of forgotten how cool Hawkeye was because we haven't been getting a lot of him. Well, he wasn't in Infinity War and we just haven't seen as much of him lately. Like, he's, he's pretty cool, they, dude. They show off his talents in this movie yeah. very well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like him. The dude is um, good. But you know who I like more? Loki. <laughs> yep. Back to Loki. Back so to Loki. That's a, that's um, a good, that's a good um, segue because he does so much cool stuff at the beginning of the movie. Unfortunately, yeah. which is not like a bad thing in the plot or anything, he does all of his cool stuff at the beginning of the movie right. because he's out, he's free, and then once he gets captured by S.H.I.E.L.D., he's yeah. pretty much like given quips in the, in the glass... In the, in the cage. In the yeah. glass cage. But... So pretty much what he does is he is able to break into a place in France through the help of Hawkeye. Is it France or Germany? Germany. 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 You're right. Um, Germany um, with the help of Hawkeye and the doctor and everything to get a stabilizer so that they can open up another portal 
so that an evil alien army, army the Chitauri, Chitauri can City. invade, right? So they have to find this stabilizing agent. He goes out there and he does the coolest like scepter whip I've ever seen in my life. That's one of my favorite <laughs> parts of that entire movie. He's I, like uh, using yeah. it as a cane. He's like walking like a cool mm-hmm. like undercover and Loki. He knocks the spit out of that dude's <laughs> face. <laughs> and takes his eyeball. Picks it up. <laughs> boom. Steals his eyeball. And then they get in. They steal what they need. I l- and then yes. subsequently he does a Hitler-esque speech yeah. about f- non-freedom. Mm-hmm. And then he is captured by Senor America and Senor Iron Man. But, oh, I love Loki. <laughs> and he's actually like wearing his headpiece in this one. Yes. And they do yeah. like those cool transitions into his like dope outfit. He's so cool. Yeah. Reindeer Look, games. Yeah. <laughs> I love Make a Loki. move, reindeer games. <laughs> Loki is like the most in-depth well he's my favorite villain of the Marvel Universe but he has like such a complex character like sometimes I hate him sometimes I love him but usually I love him because I love to hate him but he he just (laughs) you also love to look at him yep I love to look at him and you know he changes he's a changed man farther on is he is he a changed man he's still mischievous he'll always be the god of mischief but (laughs) I just love him he's just misunderstood okay Tom Hiddleston is doing some very good acting in, in, yes, he is. in this movie. He's got all of the Shakespearean lines that yes. they could possibly give him. He has that like weird eye and like grin thingy down that I can't do. And his Michelle hair is making like, a lot of faces. His hair is like greased back perfectly. It's real greasy in this movie, guys. Yeah, that that kind of fell hair. off a little bit later on in the game, but he's he's great. Still pretty greasy. <laughs> a less greasy. I don't mind it, but <laughs> kind of greasy. No, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I enjoy um Tom Hiddleston's performance in this movie especially when he's in that cage talking to black widow mm-hmm. and he thinks that he's like getting to her and he's calling her all kinds the things of things he says are nasty some old school slurs <laughs> where he calls her like a muling quim or whatever <laughs> <laughs> and she's like thanks oh, that no. was exactly what i'm I needed. pretending to cry you're making me so sad loki haha it's the hulk it's good stuff looking all good in her black suit I especially love, I love the scene where Thor just comes on the plane and is like, my Loki. And he just like steals Loki. Well, that's, that's what happens. So good. And well, that's so probably why he thought he was stupid. Well, yeah. So pretty much. <laughs> I love Thor. He, <laughs> Loki gets tossed up into a Quinjet, right? S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. is going to take Loki into keep him forever keep him, I guess I, yeah I don't know <laughs> probably experiment on yeah, his body and they're just uh, gonna they're gonna take him use it to make weapons so we have Cap and we have uh, I, I think Black Widow's there it doesn't matter yes, so pretty there. much Cap and Iron Man have Loki in the back of the Quinjet and they're going and then they hear thunder they hear lightning they hear everything and and they're like someone what? says afraid of lightning yeah I'm, I'm more scared of what comes after yeah I'm not <laughs> overly fond of what follows yeah, that's right. and Thor pretty much appears on the Quinjet and is like I'm taking this Loki right um and he jumps out the back of the plane and takes Loki and they're gonna go back to Asgard they're, yeah. gonna, they're gonna get out of and there Thor's so sad he's like you're alive He's you upset. Know, right. We thought you were dead. And Loki's like, I don't give a crap. You thought I was dead at <laughs> right? all. But Thor always wants to see the best in Loki. And I, that's why I like Thor a lot, too. Well, and it's funny because at this point, I really enjoy this part. Because at this point, Iron Man and Cap are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You are taking our fugitive. This is not cool. Right. And actually, one of my favorite lines of Cap, and, and Louis was quoting it yesterday, is comes out right at this point. Louis, mm-hmm. do you want to share what he says? No, I always butcher things. Go right. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much like I don't know who says it, but it's, someone's it's like Black Widow. She's like she's like 
these guys are basically gods, Cap. You yeah. might want to be careful. <laughs> and he goes, uh, <laughs> excuse me, man. There's only one god, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then jumps out of a plane. And because this boom, boom. is where you have classic, old, still very old-fashioned Captain exactly. America. Exactly. Good old boy. So everything he says yeah. in this movie is, like, so different than how he is now, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's why this movie was so refreshing. I was like, oh, yeah, that was Captain. He's like, fresh he from 1945, and he's And got he calls everyone ma'am, yes. you know? <laughs> Good so, old Irish Catholic boy. Yeah, I exactly. love when, he, uh, when they're on the freaking hover, whatever you call it, the thingy. The helicarrier. Hub, helicarrier. Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> and it's going down and Iron Man's like, open up the whatever. What's in there? He's like, I, I think it's powered by some source of electricity. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, you're not wrong. <laughs> so good. I love Captain in this movie. He's very funny. And uh, that's kind of the one thing Luis and I agree on is that we both like Captain America. We're usually on his side, so. Yeah, he's, he's he's cute in this movie. He's right. He's, he's always he's right. always right. He's a good he's a good old boy. He's, knows what he's doing. And you know what? He he took control. He really was the first Avenger at the end. They're like uh, even Iron Man was yeah, finally like, okay, Cap, what do we do? Yeah, you do this, you do this, and he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I love that scene where the, he's Cap is like giving orders to that cop on the ground, <laughs> and the cop Uh-oh. is like, who are you? Why would I listen to you? And then Cap beats the the nonsense out of an alien <laughs> and then the cop is like alright do what he says do what he says we're here do what he says we're there do what he says we're here because he's Captain America he's the best he's saving and he's the one that's mainly concerned with the civilians too yeah like they're trapped in a bus he's like I need to go save the civilians well I think that's like really that. cool because you well and that's one of the things I wrote down about this this movie and and obviously this is the point of the whole thing is that regardless if they get along regardless if they care about each other per se mm-hmm. they are all necessary right. mm-hmm. maybe not the whole <laughs> but but dr <laughs> banner is right sure. together they are all very important and i think that that's really cool because even when in that scene that we were talking about earlier where they're all fighting and they're all just like you just don't care about anybody yeah, but yourself they have right. their panties in a you bunch you know they're all mad and everything the moment that 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 something happens and that, you know, chaos strikes, they're able to work together to really make sure that number one, mm-hmm. nobody dies right. or at least least amount of people die. Minimum and, then, impact. and they're doing as much as they can. I mean, I love that scene on that helicarrier. So, you know, they're finally Agent like, Barton, try to work together. Agent Barton pretty much bombs the ship so mm-hmm. that like the engine goes out and all this stuff. And Cap is on the ground fighting people while Iron Man's trying to like get the, get the engine going. restarted. Mm-hmm. Like with and I know that you don't like him, but like without Iron Man, they would have they would have gone down, literally gone out of the sky, probably but taken out an entire city. I know. Or something oh, like right. That. But without Cap, then Iron Man would have been toast. Mm-hmm. So I it's will, just so yeah. great. The I way will that they say interact. that. Okay, well, let's just talk about that, Iron Man. Let's get it over with. I you know, <laughs> get it over with. The majority of my pot, fellow pod, okay, everybody knows that I'm not a huge Iron Man fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I've grown fond of him from Spider-Man Homecoming on. I've really enjoyed his character okay. a lot more. But this is still very early Iron Man to me. He's very full of himself. He's trying to get Hulk to just explode like an idiot. Come Which on. is hilarious. It's, it's so not funny. funny. Like it's stupid. The, okay, Captain stick. Michelle. <laughs> Captain America was right. He's like, I don't think you should provoke him and just have a Hulk, you know, just messing things up. Okay, it's hilarious. He's right. it's but hilarious. I will say <laughs> that this, I miss the fact that at the end of this movie, Captain America and Iron Man finally like start to have a good relationship. Yeah. And I mean, obviously we get way more into that as the movies go along, but that was kind of the first 
time the first time where i finally was like iron man is a little bit humble he's willing to take direction from captain america who he doesn't really care about he just goes along you know with it and then he's like okay fine um well and i think this is a direction from the fossil sure right well but this is the this is the determining um you know character archetype for iron man yeah this the end of this movie where he pretty much long story short everyone (laughs) Stark Tower that he has created as being a clean energy source, which is supposed to be the MetLife building in New York, yeah. but really it ended up Just being so like Stark to- yeah. Tower, um, ends up being what Loki uses as the power source to power the right. new, um, what do you call the that? Portal. Portal for, yeah, for the Chitauri to come through. So in the end... Um, Good the, job, Iron Man. <laughs> the Shield Council um, ends up saying, "Like, no, we need to nuke New York because either we let New York die and we keep this contained, or the entire world is going to get overrun with aliens, and then we all messed up, right?" So the nuke has already been sent out, and they're like freaking out. And Iron Man, pretty much without any forethought, gets the nuke and is going to take it up into. Yeah. Outer, outer, and this deep is, space. And this is after Captain America has said directly to Iron Man's face, like, you're not the guy that's going to make the sacrifice. You're not going to jump on the grenade. Mm-hmm. You're but not going to do all that stuff. <sighs> but hold and on, I, hold okay, on. Let me finish okay. what I'm going to say. So up until this point, he's totally playing the play. What, what does he call himself? Playboy, millionaire Playboy Philanthropist. Yes. Like, what are you to the team? Um, obviously, Millionaire Playboy Philanthropist. One Uh-oh. of my favorite uh, lines in the whole thing. Stupid. Oh, it's so good. I love it. <laughs> but... So he takes really it up dumb. there, and that moment, so he, he, he takes the nuke, he flies up into the hole, and Romanoff is telling them through their headsets, like, I'm going to close it, like, I'm able to close it. So pretty much he flies up there, the nuke explodes, and Cap makes the call, like, pull, pull out, yeah. Romanoff, close, close the it. portal. So then you just see Iron Man, he sees himself, like, losing power in his suit, he's literally out in the middle of dead space, and he's falling. And he's falling through the portal. And thank the Lord, he comes through the portal <laughs> on the other side. But that moment redefines Iron Man's character for the rest of the films. Right. No matter what happens, don't make that face at me. Through the rest of the films, even though he can, he's still cocky and he still, he still has the same personality, his choices are defined by that moment in time. Uh, okay, but <laughs> listen, uh, let Go me ahead. talk. Yes, of course. <clears throat> I, don't, uh, I don't think... <sighs> okay, so yes... Iron Man puts the thing, the nuke through the portal. That's all fine and dandy. But I don't really know necessarily if he did it out of like selflessness or if he did it because he just thinks he's so cool. And oh, I don't care do what it. his motivation he is. He I'm so cool it. and I'm just going to be the hero and save the day and I'm better than Cap and I'm the only one that could do this. Well, I'm just going to do it. Oh, I'm not I'm not even like speculating on his motivations. I don't I'm honestly care. He'd be saving New York, right? Yeah. But so the point is, though, is that his he goes into like full on meltdown mode in Iron Man. Honestly, I think it's the third one. Yeah, it's Iron Man, yeah, 3, it's Iron Man yes. three. He literally is having like PTSD, anxiety Hardcore. attacks because of everything that happened, and that just shows how much it really impacted him. It and did. that's why yeah, his decision making process is very different. That's why the Sokovia Accords even really happened in later subsequent right, movies because he felt that bad about Team Captain. Everything fine. that he's done. Still Team Captain America. Louise agrees with me. It's fine. I still I still like Iron Man, and uh, I like him now. And it's very interesting coming off of Doctor Strange because we were comparing those two guys as cockiness mm-hmm. and, and arrogance and, and mean meanness mm-hmm. and like Doctor Strange is a big old jerk who eventually gets the job done but Tony Stark is like 
a very fun and charismatic dude. He gets onto that helicarrier and he's just like, how does Fury see out of these things? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that dude's playing Galaga. Everybody look at me. I'm Tony Stark. This is fun. And, uh, and he's, he's, he's mean and he's annoying and a jerk, but it's so much more I think he's more fun. And yes. more likable. No, yes. Doctor Strange is way but more likable. Doctor Strange. But Doctor Strange isn't trying to be funny. I think for him, like, the funniness comes because he's so serious about how rude he is. Right. <laughs> but, but, Tony Stark is trying to get a rise out of people. Yeah. 100%. Well, it works. Yeah. We had, we had fun point break. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, like I, I said. I didn't get that reference. Because you haven't seen point break. He I looks like, just like um, Swayze. I like Iron Man. Pietric. Oh. Okay. You didn't. You didn't <laughs> Louise, how many times did you make me rewind? The part where he's like, that guy over there is playing Galaga. <laughs> Galactica? Funny. Galaga? What Galaga. is it? Yeah, what about that? He literally was like, stop. We need to see it. Oh, look. That's my because, favorite part in the movie. Because <laughs> the guy looks over his little, oh, God, he does look like Point Break. Yeah. Doesn't he? Okay. <laughs> it's just like the Disney Point Break. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> Um, but the guy looks over his shoulder and you kind of think like, ooh, is he a bad guy? What is he doing? Why doesn't he want people to look at what he's doing? And then he turns back over and he's playing Galaga. He's like <laughs> shooting little things. <laughs> Luis enjoyed that. I read that that was that that line that he's play, that man is playing Galaga was an ad lib by Robert Downey Jr. and then Kevin Feige was like, "Yeah, that's good. Let's <laughs> let's let's put that in." And then they like I said, I like Iron Man after um blah 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 after this Spider Man Homecoming. Spider Man. Okay. So you yes. don't like him in this movie? That's okay. No, that's uh, okay. I love Captain America like him in though. <laughs> Iron Man, Iron Man Two, <laughs> Iron Man Three, this Avengers: Age of Ultron, Captain America: Civil War. It's okay, Michelle. You don't have to like him. I'm not trying to make you like him. But on another topic. He is important, though. He is. They all are. They all have to work together to get the job done. That's just how it is. Um, None of this would have happened if it wasn't for the most important character in this movie. You're yelling. Coulson. Coulson. None of this Avengers initiative. They never would have decided to work together if it wasn't for Coulson's death and nick fury's manipulation Speech. yeah well that's that's he's, a different thing he's pretty but if colson hadn't died none of these avengers would have finally been like okay let's let's do this um michelle and i have been watching agents shield. of shield the tv show so my love for colson has been growing and growing and growing colson is a main character on that show and the the way that he is portrayed on that show is it lines he's up exactly almost exactly like this movie, like this movie. I was, he literally I was is like so hopeful so committed to S.H.I.E.L.D., so into these beings. like Big Captain America fan. Big, yeah. Why do you think I like Coulson? He's Captain America fan. <laughs> well, it's really cool because this, so the agent, and we talked about this, I think, on the last episode, but the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show literally picks up the moment that this particular movie ends. Yeah. Right. It's supposed to be like very shortly within a year of this happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yes, Agent Coulson is on that show. So we see a very large death scene and a very like reap like a lot of repercussions happen from his death in yeah. this movie. Um, and then he does appear on the other show. So that's its own um, secret and it's, it's in its own thing. But I I won't lie to you. Coulson is my favorite character in the entire entire entire, the entire. MCU. And it's it's really cool because he, he's so great. He. Like, not even Nick Fury was in all of the movies, but I think Coulson was in all of the movies leading up to the Avengers as well. Even if it was just like a, like, 
mention of him yeah. like even if his face didn't pop into it he was he was the agent on the ground dealing with all of the mm-hmm. super powered people yes you know um but like you said he is very um he's a great character because he can bring them all together even though he's kind of geeky and yeah. and overly hopeful and everything colson is captain america without the powers yeah captain he can, america jr yeah. exactly no he literally is Fix like it, Felix I, jr. I, I over here. Was thinking about them like why he was still like captain america signed my training cards mm-hmm. because he like kind of is like they have that same kind of like mm-hmm. Uh, like this old-fashioned view of like literally all we're going to do is help save the world. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a, there's a character in the comics. His name is Rick Jones, and he doesn't have any superpowers or anything like that, but he's just been at all of these particular events. Like he was there when when the Hulk turned into when, – when Bruce Banner turned into the Hulk for the first time. Like Bruce Banner was going out to try to save Rick Jones, and that was the reason that he turned into the Hulk in the first place. And then like he was there when like they found Captain America and stuff like that. And so like throughout the uh, history of the Avengers, he has been around. And then at one point, I believe he dies, and then that really it, – it really hits all of the Avengers harder than they ever thought that it would happen because, mm-hmm. you know, he's just this kid. Just hanging out, mm-hmm. hanging around, being a big fanboy, but it turns out that that kind of character, that little little guy that you're all fighting for, is the real heart of of the teams. It's funny that his name is Rick Jones. Not that anyone will care about this, but me. But one of my <laughs> one of our family friends' name is Rick Jones, oh. and there's only like. I don't like a lot of people in this life. <laughs> and if I really had to pick a person that I really like, I really like Rick Jones. So you go, Rick Jones. You go, Rick Jones. <laughs> Comic version and Emily's version. There you go. Taught me self-defense. Be kicking some people's butts. Colson is so important. So yes, Colson reminds me a lot of, of Rick Jones. I like it's it. funny because I really didn't pay attention to Coulson at all. Like even even when we rewatched all of these together, I was like, okay, he's Agent of Shield. That's who he is. Same with Maria. Like I didn't really or Nick Fury. I didn't really pay close attention to the Shield aspect of these early movies. I literally was just in it for the superheroes. But this rewatching, I really paid attention to like all the Shield stuff. So mm-hmm. that was really cool. Like Shield was so cool. Like yeah. it's very important for all of these superheroes. Um, yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that because one of the things I wrote down in my notes is that it's really, like you said, it's really fun to watch this movie and the other movies too, like leading up to this because the TV show really brings those secondary characters into light. Right. Like mm-hmm. some of the people that were on the bridge in this movie are en- end up being Hydra agents yes, in the TV that show. Agent Sitwell, dude. Yes. yes. Andre was like, the Winter Yo, Soldier. <laughs> Ooh, you see his stupid face and you just want to punch it. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, don't give us no information about guy, the thing. You just want to... Guy with the glasses. I'm pretty sure sitting right next to him in the computers where you see the back of him is that other high-ranking girl in S.H.I.E.L.D. that gets killed by Ward. Uh, Hand? Victoria Hand? I think so. Yeah. Kind of looked like the back of her, even though I know the hair color's off, but... Could have been. I didn't I don't know. That. I had a feeling. I was like, mm, what if that's Victoria it Hand? Been. Yeah. It's really interesting. So if, if you have seen that TV show, you obviously know what we're talking about, but if you haven't seen the TV show, it's on Netflix, and if you think that this whole thing and this whole universe is really cool, it does a really good job um, lining up with the movies. Yeah. Um, so watching this movie and then watching that TV show is actually really, really cool. It's, it's very interesting. I had heard that that show wasn't good like when it was first coming on, mm-hmm. so I, I kind of stayed away from it. But rewatching it now is has been awesome. It's a good show. I really enjoy it. It's fun. Um, <laughs> this... 
Yeah, you you should see my notes, everyone. Look at where when Colson dies. <laughs> no, Colson. Oh my God, I'm. And then I wrote, son of Cole. <laughs> son of Cole. Colson, son of Cole. <laughs> but it was it was really sad when he died. But I didn't I did enjoy his death. That sounds bad, but I did enjoy it because he said the the defining point of the whole movie. He said this was never going to work mm-hmm. unless they had something to fight for. Right. You know, meaning that the Avengers were never going to come together and be a good team if they didn't have like a sole vision because each of them had de- very different agendas. Mm-hmm. Thor didn't even care they about get a vision later. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I kept telling Luis, he's like, oh, look, there's vision. I said, stop. It's Jarvis. Right? It's Jarvis right now. Yeah. Oh. But. um, Oh, shoot. I forgot what I was going to say. Continue. But I did like when uh, after Coulson died. <laughs> oh, yeah. How he gets Fury his- goes. Fury. <laughs> Fury goes. He's like ranting about. Yeah, this happened. That happened. Blah, blah, blah. I just lost my one good eye. <laughs> like talking about Coulson. Yes. Like mm-hmm. he only has one eye to begin one with. And eye. it was Coulson. Colson, so the funny. good thing about him is he still freaking gets his last shot in with Loki. That's what that does. <laughs> but then he dies. Like, come on, Colson. Yes, that was good. It's all very cool. So I have a question because I thought this was one of the funniest scenes in the whole. I thought it was hilarious and it was a very underplayed moment for me at least. But Tony Stark's trying to figure out where this portal is going to be opened by Loki, right? Uh-huh. And he, he's, I think he's talking to Banner. No, I think they're sitting at that table right after Coulson died. And they're like trying right. to figure out where's... and Cap. Yeah, what's, where's it going to show? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, no, no. Loki Loki's likes... He's dramatic. He's dramatic. He likes this. He likes that. He's going to have name this... name up in lights. He's going to have a... <laughs> <laughs> and a he building with his name printed on. Oh, oh. He calls him a full tilt diva. <laughs> he calls him a full tilt diva. And I literally, and he ends up realizing that he's talking about his damn self. Oh wait, that's me. <laughs> I'm the diva. And then he realizes that you know the Avengers Tower is most, or not the Avengers Tower Stark yet. Tower. Stark Tower is most definitely where they're going to be opening up this portal. <laughs> and so I wrote. You on played my, yourself. <laughs> I wrote on my notes, full tilt diva, Tony V. Loki. <laughs> <laughs> Who is more diva Who is more DVE? <laughs> but you know what else I did Vs for? I did actually a few Vs. I did Hammer V. Shield Explosion for earlier in the movie. Oh, when they're fighting in the forest? When they're fighting in the forest. That was very cool. Um, that's that, that particular moment where <laughs> Thor hits the shield and it like just reverberates is like, is like the most unbelievable part of that mm-hmm. fight to me. But it, it it still is cool. It's cool, movie. but I agree with you. It's I don't know if that repercussion would do that. Right. But then again, if you think of it, when he opens the Bifrost with his hammer, it creates pretty much a cornfield. Like a sure. like what do you call that? A yeah, like a like a corn maze thing. Uh, alien, uh, alien eye spot on the. You know what corn. we're talking about. What is that called? The things the fields. crop crop rows crop. Circles. Crop circles. Boom. <laughs> we nailed it. That it only took 10 years. It took us a minute. No, but seriously. Um, so I thought that that was really interesting, though, because it shows that his shield is just as strong because it's made of vibranium, which we right. know, but just as strong as, ha- as Thor's hammer. Sure. Maybe not as effective in other ways, but yeah. just as strong because of- Thor came in with God's strength. and Right. Like, I think, like, I think if. If that would actually, if that would actually happen, if, if Thor that, had if that actually, real, if it was happening right here in front of my face, uh, <laughs> the, the the shield would still like block the hammer, but uh, Captain America would be like six feet under the dirt. Exactly, <laughs> that actually would have been really funny. Like if he had hit it and Cap had like just pushed sunk. up and just sunk into the ground, yeah. that would have been hilarious. That would have been cool because that 
it is, it's funny that you say that because that is then indicating that Cap is as strong as Thor, right? Because right, he was able he to hold not. it up without mm. moving. And I don't know if that's I contradict true. your theory because doesn't vibranium absorb everything? Mm. Yeah. So by absorbing it, there's no force pushing Captain down. Mm. That's why it kind of... Mm, and, okay. and, and I'll agree with you in that should that's not have happened because... If the shield's really absorbing everything it hits, mm-hmm, every blow. because of, then there would not have been that uh, sonic boom. Right, and then also I think sense. I think if the shield did that, it wouldn't be able to like bounce off of stuff like it does. Like if it if it if every impact that it took, it just completely cut out. It would just hit something and then drop immediately, or just stick in the tree or something. Right. Yeah, that too. That's really funny. Huh. Hmm. Shield physics. <laughs> Let's Vibranium. I need to know. I need to understand. <laughs> How does this work? Oh, my god! You know gosh. what, though? But then uh, uh, going ahead to Black Panther, you know how the right. suit absorbs everything? That's true, yeah. And the vibranium has more back? properties than, than, we even, than we even know at this point in time. Yeah, it, it, can, it can bounce stuff back. So maybe that's why it did the Sonic Boom. Sure. Okay. All right. I see you. Which we'll be talking about Black Panther soon enough, my yes. friend. But, it, but like what Luis is saying, it's able to redistribute kinetic energy. Yes. So maybe that's what it's doing without them knowing what it right. does. Yeah. In the I don't most think primitive they, way. Yeah. You know yes, what I mean? Exactly. Just like a, a base level. Shuri was able to. Bing bam. Shuri bing was bam. able to master <laughs> that. But like in the most primitive, basic way, that's the way it did. Right. Yeah. Hmm. That's why like whenever it hits things, it bounces off even faster. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? I wonder if they I thought about that this much or if we're just like, yeah, they thought about that. I'm Boom. sure they uh, thought about it a fair amount. But, but yeah, we're, we're probably going a little deeper than fan fiction i don't mind it i don't mind it nor do i oh my gosh well um you want you know what we didn't really talk about i mean we we kind of we kind of touched on it a little bit but i want to talk a little bit (coughs) excuse me about how romanoff is literally the best interrogator ever she's awesome in in that opening scene. scene where she's talking to those russian dudes and they're like, oh. and she gets the call. She's like, "I'm working. Shut up! I, I, they're giving me everything." And the guy's like, "I know to give everything." <laughs> He's like, so she's tied up to a chair, like like sitting on the edge, almost falling like back into a, I don't know, hole. Just a big old hole. Warehouse big old hole. hole. And the dudes are like trying to. They think they've got her. Like mm-hmm. they're gonna like pull out her teeth or something with like pliers we or got something. Pliers. And she's just sitting there, and then literally. A call comes from the dude's jacket. He picks it up, gives it to the general dude. Then the general's like, it's for you to Romanoff. And she's (laughs) like, excuse me, I'm working. And Coulson's like, I need you to come in. She's like, I got these guys right where I want them. (laughs) And so literally he's like, I am not messing with you, Romanoff. You need to come in. So she gets her way. "Uh, Fine. (laughs) I'll beat them up. She literally beats the you know what out of them, gets out of her ties and runs into shield like a total B.A. She just awesome. She knows what's up. That's so fantastic. And then we talked on this one a little bit. But later on, she does the same type of interrogation with Loki. Loki, You know, she she goes in there and tries to appeal to his sense of heart. I'm assuming not on purpose, not not to really get the information that she's looking for that particular information. Um, she talks about her relationship with Barton. That's where you learn a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, she wants to know, like, why the hell did you want us all on this plane? Right. Yeah. It, which is, it, it's very subtle the way that she works because she, she went in there and then as soon as he starts getting, uh, when she starts getting the reaction she wants, when mm-hmm. he starts rising in anger and then she's like, oh, I'll just play the victim here for just a little bit. <laughs> and then boom. 
gotcha. Oh, it's good. It's really good. And it's funny because this movie, I know this movie, and I'm pretty sure it's Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Is that the one yes, where she's in where it a she's lot? Very prominent. Um, at first, I thought, eh, Scarlett Johansson. Like when when originally that I saw that she was in the movies, mm-hmm. I kind of was like, mm, I don't know. But her character is so cool. Yes, and I love so, how much so cool. she has developed over the the course of these films. Oh yeah, they did a great job with her, especially did. with her ability to fight, yeah. which we. At this point, we don't know much of her backstory, right? No, we point. saw her in Iron Man 2, where she revealed herself to be a super secret spy at the right. end. And then, and then we see her in this. And that's, that's right. Basic, okay, that's so we, we haven't gotten like the whole, like her being... The you red know, room and yeah, all yeah, yeah. that stuff. Yeah. But it's really cool because when you watch her fight, she is a super assassin. Mm-hmm. She really yes. is just as technically capable as Cap. Right, if Cap didn't have super strength and then they fought... She would win. She would totally win. Yes. 100%. And it's even cool because in the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show, they talk about her like she's like... Right. She's the top agent. She's totally famous. She's the one. And they're she just, wasn't even an original S.H.I.E.L.D. member. They pulled her in from the KGB or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, oh my gosh, you want to fight Romanoff? Nah, man, she win. <laughs> it's quite hilarious because she really is that cool. Yeah. Um, but I know that Michelle was talking a little bit earlier about how when they're in the fight scene at the end for New York... Um, it's so cool to see the differences again in how they fight because once Hulk goes Hulk, mm-hmm. they just let him run rampant. Yeah, just do you do hey, smash smash the aliens, smash some stuff. <laughs> um, Cap and um, Romanoff are on the ground, yes. saving people mm-hmm. and kicking alien booty. Yep, and then Hawkeye's on the on edge a of rooftop. a building. Yep, just shooting, just whittling down arrows, <laughs> just shooting. You know what? Things. I got about forty-eight of these in here, and I'm going to use every single one. Just legolasing all over the place. <laughs> and Clutch then, up, Legolas. <laughs> and then um, Iron Man, he's he's flying around, flying around, kicking butt. Am I missing anyone? Oh, Thor. Thor. He's kind of just jumping around. So Thor was tasked with going on to the top of the Chrysler building, pulling down lightning, and then attacking some of the big. Yeah, and you know what? He did a pretty good job. I mean, he he used it, and he he set some explosions to happen. It was very nice, very nice goodness. Um, But it's funny because I cannot get over, I don't care how many times I've seen this movie, I cannot get over how disgusting the Chitauri are. (laughs) Literally, I wrote, Chitauri be disgusting. It's not even grammatically correct. They're nasty. They are so Gross. They gross. And Luis and I were trying to like figure out like what they are. And he was like trying to explain it, not explain it to me, but we were trying to deconstruct it. Like their physiology, like they're humanoid. (laughs) They got two legs and two arms and then they got a face and that face is ugly. It's ugly. It's an ugly face. Uh, (laughs) And I think, I think in terms of like the comics, the Chitari are like an offset race of like the scrolls or the Kree or something like that. I think one of the two, or maybe a combination of the both. Scrolls are are an alien race that can shapeshift, and the Kree are an alien race that can uh, be blue, be blue, and, and are super have super strength, and they have super strength, and they they're at war with each other constantly. And I think the Chitari are uh, some some kind of. Um, response to that to that war of some kind but uh, okay. in terms of their physiology i don't know i don't know what's going on well the, what's weird about them and especially the big flying machine thing yeah the, 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 whale. the worm whale <laughs> that's uh, basically a rhino with armor we got that, those in black panther yes <laughs> so what bothers me is that it has okay 
all of them. They have flesh underneath armor. Mm -hmm. They have some sort of consciousness, obviously. Like, the whale thing is what really gets me. It can. It has like outside armor that it can deploy things. It flies. Yeah. So Think about it like it's it, a it's a it's a industrialized horse saddle. Okay. Right. Like okay. It, if you think of it as like a like a human or, or or a horse, yeah, it's just it's just a thing that wears armor. It's like Iron Man. He's got stuff that projectiles off. And stuff but this like is that. what Perfect bothers example. me. Example. Remember the elephants from Lord of the Rings, the big tall ones. Yeah. You know how they transported people. It's yeah. Pretty much the same idea. It's just that a uh, more armor covering the entire body type. Okay, I'm I'm okay, I'm cool with that. <laughs> but then once they close the portal. They all immediately oh, right. fell that's, to the ground and were right. dead. They're like hive minded. No. The, oh. They're, they're so hive was destroyed. Yes. Yeah, so oh, okay, the, that the, makes sense then. Tony threw the nuke into the ship that was the hive mind for all of them. Can the, you explain what hive mind is for people? Because uh, I had to watch Shield all kinds of times to be able to, to understand a hive mind. A hive mind. Um, I think ants and bees kind of operate in this in this manner, where there's like there's like one central location that all of the the, the little workers work off of, right? And so if that main console, that computer is destroyed, then they all stop working just because they're all interlinked through their minds, the hive mind. Right. So that would make sense then. Not, thank you for saying that. So pretty much once Tony then destroyed the hive and uh, and subsequently the, um, the portal. portal was closed, they're disconnected from their hive mind and then they are... And they all just... Dead. Dead. Yes. Because then I didn't want them to be machines. Do you know what I mean? Right. So no, okay, okay, they I'm are... cool with that then. All right. Yeah. I'm over it then. Hive mind aliens. You know what's really funny though is <laughs> when when Tony is having the very very um, snippy conversation with Loki. So mm-hmm. they're in the Battle of New York, and Loki's chilling on the top of Stark Tower, like this is my. Kingdom, y'all. My tower. <laughs> and Iron Man rolls up, flies to his little, which I think that thing is so cool. He flies to the top of the tower, and the tower starts, like, taking all his armor oh, off. That's yeah. right, yes. I think that's really cool. So he, he's over here like, you know, you really, m- d- again, excuse my language, pissed off the <laughs> Avengers. And mm-hmm. he's like, your brother, the demigod, the super soldier living legend, the man with breathtaking anger management issues, <laughs> a couple of master assassins. And he's like, yes. And he's like, and you managed to piss them all off. And he's like, that's okay. I'm Loki. And he's like, but we have a hole. <laughs> and then he said, and there's one more person you pissed off. His name was Phil. Like, oh, was he was Phil. an Avenger. So I think that That Phil- man's name is Agent. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. So funny. That was good stuff. But I'm pretty sure that. Um, Puny God. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Phil was definitely an Avenger. He was just an unnamed Avenger. Right, yeah. I dig it. Did we, give, did we give Hulk enough credit yet? Because this is like. <sighs> no, we we just gave him the smash credit. Yeah. Yeah, but he smashes all those giant like. The, the wormy the the whales. whales. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those. And then he, the best scene with him is when he takes Loki and he whips him around like a Barbie doll. Uh, He's like, Poony it's dog. so good. Because like. That that moment, I remember I went to see this movie in theaters probably three or four times mm-hmm. when, it, when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I heard him say the line, puny God, any of those times on this in theaters because everyone in the theater was dying laughing as Loki gets tossed and turned and smacked and swanked. Well, and it's funny because that becomes an iconic moment. And, of course, this is – it becomes – 
a callback yes. in a later movie. Loki is is hurt by this. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Loki is like super... Up- and it's funny because in other movies, he doesn't really talk a lot about this movie he doesn't right. really like think back to like oh man oh, yeah you guys, remember when i tried to take over the earth yeah like <laughs> you guys got me no he calls back to that specific moment mm-hmm. where the hulk has his leg right yeah. and he's like flinging him he's back him and like forth a like a pendulum back and forth <laughs> opposite and then it's so funny because loki's just laying there after and he's like this <laughs> Well, and the look on his face, too, it's like, ooh, didn't see that coming. Uh, Hulk is stronger than I thought. Yeah, exactly. The Hulk is the strongest and he's one just there like, is. he's like talking to Hulk. He's like, bow down, beast. Like, I am a god. And he's like, meh, 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 meh. <laughs> so good. It's it's very good. So good. Ugh. Fantastic. Ugh. Um, hey, ugh. Luis, do you have a battle? That's what I was going to ask. Battle. Battle. Avengers battle. All right, peeps. So really, rather than have a um, you know peeing contest about who is the strongest superhero and all this, I really want to have uh, which is your favorite non-superpowered character in mm. this movie, excluding Son of Cole. Thank okay. you. Who is because <laughs> he was going to win? Who is but your favorite, favorite and who's the most ba? Out of all of them. Out of all of them. Are we including Hawkeye and Black Widow in this? All of the non-powered. non-powered. I guess characters in yes. this movie, excluding Son of Cole. Okay. Okay, let's, so let's we jump have through them. Hawkeye, Black Widow, mm-hmm. Nick Fury, Fury, Maria, Maria Hill, uh, Mariah. Her name's Maria. Maria Stokes. <laughs> <laughs> Mariah uh, Stokes. Um, um, we got those three. Bushmaster. Luke Cage. Is there anyone else? You got Galaga. Galaga guy. You got Dr. Selvig. Dr. Selvig. Jarvis. Jarvis. Jarvis is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't count Jarvis in this because he's literally has two lines he's, in. He's just an AI. You know? <laughs> hey. I mean, okay. So you need to shut your mouth. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> okay. In terms of those characters, who is my favorite? You know, I have a real... A, a bigger... Um, uh, fascination with Nick Fury in in this movie, just Bless the you. way that the way that he orchestrates getting the Avengers together, and also like it, it, at first at first you kind of think like oh he's kind of he's kind of a bad guy he kind of like he's taking all these Phase Two weapons and he's doing naughty stuff with them and <laughs> he's he's, he's, diso- he's disobeying the the Shield Council and stuff like that, but. The faith in humanity that he has in all of the Avengers is like what really brings them together. Like that's the reason. It's because he knows that these people are good people that yeah. are going to help, regardless save us. of their flaws. Right. They are at the at the core. At they their know core, they're good guys. Yeah, and that's what he wants Shield to be. He wants them all to be good guys. That's why Coulson is his his good eye because Coulson is one of these good guys. Yeah. The OG I, good guy. The OG good guy. Also, besides Cap. He shoots at like a helicopter with a pistol in the beginning of the movie. Which is so stupid. It was it was stupid, but it was a valiant effort. <laughs> and I Well, first he goes with a bazooka. He bazookas. He bazookas and he gets the plane, but then he goes at it with a another one with a pistol, pew, pew, which pew, is pew, much pew, farther pew, away pew. than the bazooka plane. Get back here. Pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when you only have one good eye, you don't know. You know, you don't know. You have bad the depth fact perception. That he's shooting that good with no depth perception at all is is. Impressive. I would know all about that. I'm a blind as a bat. <laughs> so I, I like I like Nick Fury. 
You want to know my qualm with Nick Fury? Mm. Because I agree with every single thing you just said. I think that he is a very cool character. And in subsequent movies, S.H.I.E.L.D. becomes even more important than this movie. Right. And we see where S.H.I.E.L.D. falls flat, where S.H.I.E.L.D. is good, and all the, all the different things that go with S.H.I.E.L.D. But he, at the, at the core of it, like you said, is always in the best interest of humanity. Not yeah. the people around the table, right. but humanity as a whole. Which is really, I guess when you're in that kind of like high up position, you have to be less concerned with your friends right. and your family. Like petty nonsense. Yeah. He's, his, his goal is protect the earth. Yeah. Which is... At, at, can, by any means, I, I guess. can imagine that would be awful. Yeah. Like an awful it's job. not a good job. No. But you want to know what my problem with him is? Mm. You know what it is. His mm. eye? No. I don't mind his one eye. Is it Samuel L? He is always yelling in movies. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. He got hired for a very specific reason. You know what? Uh, <laughs> he has snakes on a plane. It's to yell. He got snakes on trains. <laughs> I just... <sighs> it, it's it's the it's Samuel L. Jackson that mm-hmm. bothers me. It's just because he is so Samuel L. Jackson that sometimes I can't like focus on the content because I'm so wrapped up in Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> you I got f- that credit card, put it in your pocket. <laughs> like oh that's my how God. I felt about Maria. All I could see was Robin. Yeah. No, I agree. Sure. I agree. But it's hard when you have famous people in these roles. Right. Um, but the only saving grace of this whole thing is something we talked about earlier on a, on, I think it was in the first episode we did, but they've done, Marvel has done such a good job keeping the same actors in the same roles mm-hmm. throughout the entirety of this, what, 10 year run yeah. of Marvel so far. 20 movies. That, well, they recast it, once. They well, recast a couple of times. But not like huge characters so that you end up believing it. Like now Nick Fury's just a freaking yeller. It, it, <laughs> like now I'm okay with it, but I remember watching it and being like, dude, Samuel, calm down. <laughs> But I agree with you. He's a great character. So you're going with Nick Fury? I'm going with Nick Fury on this one, yes. Furry. Go ahead. Furry. I'm going with Romanoff. Nothing beats Romanoff to me. Yeah. She, and she proves herself in every single movie from here on out. Like, she just gets cooler and cooler and cooler. And I can't wait for her prequel movie. movie, like, to for her origin story. Um, girl's been through, homegirl's been through a lot. <laughs> and uh, she is so cool. She... And uh, uh, May from S.H.I.E.L.D. are, like, my favorite woman characters ever. Like, I really like powerful uh, woman characters that can just beat the crap out of anybody and tell the dudes to stop, you know, arguing with each other. She's like, come on. Like, she's just always one step ahead. I love her. Yeah. It's Romanoff. I agree. I'm going to go with Romanoff, too, because just like Michelle said, I think that she has the most character development from point A to point, really, Z right. in all of these movies. Mm-hmm. A lot of the other characters, like, you find out backstory on them, but, like, their character doesn't develop. Sure. Like, I'm sorry. I know you guys all love Captain America, and I'm not saying I don't like him, but from this angle, he doesn't develop. He literally is, like... Old homeboy, not right? in this movie yet. No, no, no. But even through all the movies, he, I he see what you're saying. His character doesn't really grow. Like you don't expand on him because like he, he was he's been goody two shoes since moment one, and he continues on. He gets being hotter though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he grows a beard. Grows and I'm a beard. okay with it, you know. <laughs> but but the shield. character doesn't expand. Like I don't even care if he continues to be good. I just want some breadth. Sure. But I understand that for him, breadth with a D. I don't breadth. know when I say that people do not hear the D. <laughs> I'm not saying breath. Anywho. <laughs> But 
so for her, you see all of her like baggage she comes with and she still does the right thing. Yeah. And I like that she's able to be like yelling and in your face, but she can also be intimate and mm-hmm. she can also have like that moment she loves where a she, hokey. yeah, I mean, she's right. able to like be a full circle woman while she's still like a master assassin. Right. She beats the crap out of Hawkeye and then. In the next scene she has with them, she's like taking care of them in bed. Yeah, she, oh, she had to beat the crap friend. out of it. Yeah, no, that's but she's saying. like a she, I cognitive really enjoy recalibration. That. Yeah, and you know what I really appreciate Knocked is that she was the one to close the portal. Right. Like yeah. she, even though she like is the least capable to like get up to the top of the building and do all these things, right. like she gets up there and she's the one that's like, dudes, I figured it out. Like she helped figure out how to close it. Mm-hmm. When homegirls like Cap, throw me up. I'm gonna hitch a ride. And she just gets on the Chitari like little things that they're driving. I was like, oh, she she, she could fall. She got no powers. Like <laughs> right, she's dead yeah. if she falls. She's like the bravest out of all of them. Oh she's yeah, like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. To be like, brave without it. that kind of sail, fail safe is mm-hmm. very very. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So I agree. I'm I'm gonna go Romanoff. She's on top of the interrogation skills that we talked about. She da bomb. <laughs> she is so cool. Very good. I looks good give, in that suit. And she looks good in that suit. Honorable mentions to Romanov and Hawkeye because you're you're pretty much standing toe to toe with like strong super beings. Yeah. So it takes a BA. Hawkeye more is BA. super cool too. But I'm gonna go with Doctor Selvig. Doctor Selvig. Now the reason why is because you're you're talking about someone who doesn't have powers, who all he has is a PhD, <laughs> and this guy is pretty much giving. An entity out of, you know, that you would only make in your dreams and pretty much finding out how it works. Right. And identifying how it works. And, you know, guys so so dang smart um, that even, you know, while he was being controlled, I'm not sure if he had some kind of control over his um, brainwashing, but he created the The failsafe. failsafe. I'm not sure if that's a scientist in him. Yeah, I think I think it is. Just like, well, I have to prepare for all possibilities Mm -hmm. here. And even if I'm making this evil (laughs) portal to an alien invasion, I should still be able to turn it off. But think about it, though. I think it's I mean, I understand that scientists and I don't want to say that the rest of us are stupid. But for scientists, you have to have a healthy um, dose of belief in other things because that's like your exploratory nature right as a scientist but he literally saw thor come down in in other movies because he was a big part in like thor 2 right thor was he in thor Thor 1 yeah so he was in both Mm -hmm. and then you literally see him just like all right let's do this alien thing like Mm -hmm. he does not he takes it in stride and like louis said he's able to like wrap his mind around this complete alien technology something he has zero knowledge about understand its energy signature understand like what the breadth of what that could mean he got it to make it work with earth machines you know which yeah, is pretty much crack, right? i mean like mm-hmm. let's be real he created those weapons yeah and if it wasn't for him then those weapons might be created so pretty much he's able to create a casing for an infinity stone like mm. to be able to wield it because sure. if you're able to use uh weapons that means you're able to wield it that's insane like good for him dr selvig yeah <laughs> and i like Plus, you know um i, I like his uh, development throughout all of the MCU, right? He, he's like very smart. He, um, I'm not sure if it's he goes nuts temporarily. He no, okay, so he gets taken over by Loki in this movie, and then as a repercussion of that, in Thor two, he goes he like goes crazy, nuts. and he's but like, doesn't he come back? He's like naked. Yeah, at the end of Thor two, he's uh, oh, so Thor two hasn't happened yet. No, oh, you're right, no, you're no, right, no, you're no. right. He comes back in another movie, like. Like fixed, or at least they go and talk to him. Really yes, quickly. yes, they I think do. That's Age of Ultron. Yeah. Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. and he's back. 
You know, like talk mm-hmm. about a guy who's like yeah, been through. He's gone through it. PTSD. I mean. Tony Tony yeah. Stark could just suck it up. I mean, Doctor Selvig <laughs> pretty much was running around naked yeah. in his at Stonehenge at work. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, like, well, and on. it's interesting too because I enjoy how in subsequent movies he and um, Agent Barton Hawkeye they both have their like share of trauma right. from being mind controlled for that amount of time, and mm-hmm. I think that's really cool that they're able to do that because yeah. it's not like you could just be controlled for how long do you think? Uh, Probably at least weeks, maybe like a week or two. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. To be controlled to do all of these nasty things and for you to feel like such a strong willed individual and you have no control. Right. Like that's pretty that would be a very scary situation. It's like a kill grave. It's like, Like, you know what I mean? Barton said, have you ever felt somebody push you out and then kind of pushed you out of the out your, of your body brain, yeah. and then you know having to assume control back again and this is why Relvanoff is cool because she says yeah because she got brainwashed her entire childhood right. into being an assassin so she knows she, gets it. she knows mm-hmm. you know what's really cool too i read about um hawkeye's character so apparently in the um comic books he is ambidextrous mm-hmm. so he does his shooting from both sides right and left yeah. and jeremy renner is not ambidextrous so for him he had to learn how to do both and he's actually seen shooting in both yeah. directions mm-hmm. in all the movie season right-handed which is awesome but hold on their intern may be a flaw crossbows are they made ambidextrously? his is, his is. Uh, well yeah his his i believe you could be wielded in, in either hand his has like the thing on either side. So normally like your crossbow has like a hand grip on one side. His has it on both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how he holds it when he's doing it the other way, but he's able to go back it's and forth. It's a pretty techie sides. crossbow. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was a pretty cool little thing that he was that able cool. to do that. I mean, Fitzsimmons made it. So yeah, of course. <laughs> right. That's of course true. they did. That's oh, true. Hey guys. What? what? You want to get some shawarma after this? Uh, uh, shawarma scene. Good, shawarma good scene. stuff. That was the first like it's a second. Very good Easter egg scene. It's the second. The, fir- the first second post credits yes. scene where they have like a series one and then they have like the lighthearted one. I never saw the shawarma scene until we watched it together because there was already one post credit scene. So then I just left the movie theater, ah. which is really funny because you weren't ready right. for two. Exactly. Like a lot of people. I remember watching those types like early Marvel. Can you stop? I remember watching. Can you stop? I remember watching. <laughs> Louis just told me to focus on myself. Um, <laughs> We weren't ready for post-credit scenes, so right. I know a lot of those early movies. You you would just walk out and then look around and like, why are people just sitting there, yeah. right? Well, and then the second one. Now it's a thing. You stay till the end on a Marvel movie. I'm like waiting till the end of Disney movies now too. <laughs> no. Like you know what? There yeah. might be a scene. Andre waits the end of like every movie. I'm like, babe, this movie. This is a scary movie. There's no. Po-. He's like, you don't know that. You, don't you, know. you really don't know though. You don't know what's going Moana on because Moana had one and nobody knew. <laughs> like you know what? I'm right? staying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just love it. Um, so the really cool, let's talk about those post credit scenes. Cause I actually have some really interesting things. And Luis actually brought up a really good one. I was very proud of him, oh, okay, Look at him doing his thing. So the first post credit scene is, um, the, the first showing of angry purple face Thanos. Thanos. He is so ugly right now. And it's really interesting because it's his, w- one of his advisors talking to him and saying, I think, this it's, is, I think it's one of his child. You know, it's, he has the children. Yeah, it's the dude that's in this movie. The other. That's, yes. That's his name. Oh. So what he says, I mean, he says quite a few different things. He's talking to Thanos, pretty much telling them like what happened. Mm-hmm. But it's really interesting because this is exactly the word that she uses to challenge them, meaning humans, mm-hmm. is to court death. Yeah. Dude. So, Louie, what did you say to me after we heard that? 
original comic book Infinity Wars, mm-hmm. uh, Thanos is trying to impress Death. Death. Death is uh, personified by like a woman in robes, and mm-hmm. Thanos is madly in love with her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, please, baby, please, what can I do for you? And she's like, mm, kill everybody. He's like, okay, I'm on it. And so she to says court, kill half the universe, not everybody. To court death, he... he he, he kills half he, the he, he wants to kill all the stuff. So that's so his motivation yes. um, for doing, quote-unquote, Infinity War, at least in our minds, like that would be the equivalent. Sure. So it's really interesting the wording he uses is to challenge them is to court death because courting... And he's like, know, like, okay. Mm-hmm. And so he's like... I would love to. I would love to court some death. Thank it, you. It's <laughs> like kind of a uh, Easter egg slash spinoff to the original comics. But here's yeah. my question. In... Feigl's and all of his cronies' minds. <laughs> cronies. Was this the original Feigl. idea? So I don't. And then it evolved uh, into helping the universe. I think in Feige's mind, it it definitely was like he wanted to eventually get to Thanos. But I think for the but they rest, didn't really know it was going to happen. At right. That point. I think for the rest of Marvel Studios and and their their plans going forward, I don't think they necessarily thought that they would get to Thanos necessarily you know it, it was like because it was like high hopes it's funny because I read um, and I'm not sure how true this is because a lot of times when you read you know things online you have to be you have to you got to know that there's some speculation that's sure. in it. But it originally said that the director had just thought that Thanos was the coolest villain. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he put him at the end of the film being like, ooh, like a... This is cool, right? Like, he's cool. Let's just do it. So maybe that's true. Maybe they just hadn't thought that far ahead. I yeah. mean, obviously, the idea of a super villain was out there, but maybe he wasn't the original super villain. Who if, knows? He just you, smiles in this one. He doesn't say anything. Right. If you and think I, about it... I remember it, when I saw it, I was like, I who... Exactly. Before this movie, only nerds knew who Thanos was. Right. Nobody knew. And now in 2018, everyone on Earth knows who Thanos is. Yeah, because we all went and saw if we died or not. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's that's fascinating to me. The the work that they've done to build up this ancillary character. It's a close toss-up between Loki and Thanos. They're very complex villains to me, and I thoroughly enjoy both of them. Right. Um, but at this point in time, I was like, okay, cool, purple dude. I don't <laughs> Purple <laughs> jaw. All I could remember was the ridges and the jaw. Like, that's all I could remember. I remember in the theater, people seeing Thanos and then going like, who's that? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Literally the same reaction I had at the end of the Infinity War post credit scene. My dad looked at me and was like, huh? Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it's the same thing. Like, Marvel's very good at introducing characters that aren't necessarily popular, like Doctor Strange. So let's be real. Iron Man. Nobody, Iron Man was not popular And nobody knew who Doctor Strange was either. Like, but now we love him. Mm-hmm. You know, they're really good at they're They're master storytellers. They really are. Meanwhile, DC can't even get Superman right. All right. Um, hold on. Let's hey, talk about. Teen Titans. Hold on. <laughs> are coming, right? Yeah, dude. So yeah, Andre really wants to see hope. that. You guys can go together. Don't worry. <laughs> Um, I wanted to talk about the other uh, post. Yeah, the other post credit scene. Um, the shawarma place. I love that. I thought this was really funny. I read this. So apparently, um, none of them are talking, which is really funny. You can just they're tell so they're so tired. tired and everything they're eating. <laughs> but this is funny because Chris Evans is not eating in the post credit scenes because he's wearing a fake jaw. Yes, and I wrote this and I read aesthetic on. He's like, like what sleeping. He's just like this. Right. So. I'm going to read this. Did you ever wonder why Captain America isn't eating in the post-credit shawarma scene? I'm pretty sure nobody wondered that, but I'm just going to share. <laughs> it's because by the time this scene was shot, Chris Evans was filming Snowpiercer and refused to shave off his beard. Mm-hmm. Instead, the crew created him a prosthetic jaw, but he was unable to eat or talk during the scene. This is also why he's covering his face with his fist. Yes. He's literally just like resting on his hand. Like, Which oh. actually he also had told- a shaved head at the time, so he's wearing a wig. 
It totally works though. Like it's hilarious. I will say that. Oh God. Why am I saying this? I like Iron Man when he says stupid quippy things like that. Like, come on. After the battle, you're like, guys want to go get some shawarma. Guys want to go get some shawarma. (laughs) Which is hilarious because the shawarma like scene, like you, you see them fighting in front of the shawarma place, which is why it's funny. (laughs) So I like, I like Iron Man when he does things like that, which are stupid, but not related to really anything. Like it's just random. Well, here's another one. This is one of the things I love about him. So apparently Robert Downey Jr. And I've heard this before, hid food all over the lab set. So in the lab scene where him and Cap are like fighting or he's in there with uh, Bruce Banner, he pretty much just hid food all over the set. He's just and eating it. So any time that he's eating in that scene is all him literally eating. He's not supposed to be eating. No, it's not in. The <laughs> <laughs> he's hungry. It wasn't he's scripted. So he's like blueberry. <laughs> he's just like yeah. giving like people food and it's not scripted. But is it not Tony Stark? Right. It's, yeah, it's it very, very much his character. Which so then you wonder. Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Well, I was going to say. Like, so then you yeah. wonder like how much different is his real personality if he's just over here like mm, blueberry. Mm, you know, <laughs> he's funny. Hiding snacks. Let's That's talk fantastic. some more about him. This is one I really thought was cool. So. In a lot of the other movies um, with Iron Man, you see him in what Joss Whedon calls the Tinker Man, Tinkerbell pose. Right, so where he's like <laughs> flying and his hands are out at his side. Oh, yeah, 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 his yeah, gauntlets yeah. are helping him fly. Right, so he has like the little, um, what do you call that? Like They're his like jetpacks yeah, yeah, yeah. are in his hands. hands. His repulsor rays So in his he hands. presses away and he literally, I never would have thought of that, but he looks like Tinkerbell. Mm-hmm. So jo- uh, Joss Whedon was like, that's ugly Let's and stupid. That. We're not doing that. So <laughs> then he was more jetpack powered than he was hand powered yes. from then on, so which I think is back in his feet. Yeah, he, he definitely. Ha- OK, Andre and I talked about this. All of their costumes and the way they look in this movie is so early. Like, yep. I haven't seen Captain America in his actual Captain America suit in a while. Oh, my God. With gosh. his actual shield. I, I was like, what the heck is he wearing? <laughs> like, OK. It, it almost looks like he's wearing a Halloween costume. Well, he has a baby face. That's the thing. He's extremely skinny in this movie. Like, I thought he was buff in this movie. No, he ain't. No, like, he's wearing he, a freaking padded Halloween costume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that uh, costume because. It, it looks like a Halloween costume because Coulson like helped design it. He was like, "Oh, I I helped with the suit." And yeah, because he's this huge fanboy. He's like, "Oh, he's gonna have the stars and the stripes <laughs> over here, <laughs> and it's your true, helmet though. with the wings on the side." Oh yeah, I it's, love that outfit though. Like that yeah. was like that's OG Captain America to me. Like it's I love quite it. Hilarious. Um, even Thor with his long hair. Like I remember, I was so pissed when in the Ragnarok trailers he had no hair. I was like, no, you cannot cut off his hair. But now I'm so used to it that I was like, oh, you got long hair. What the heck's going on? It's funny, <laughs> though. And it, but it's funny that you say that because it re- their outfits and their demeanors really do go with what we were talking about earlier, how they're still stuck in their, like, native colloquialisms. Right. Like, yeah. there is not one line in this movie where Thor doesn't sound like he's 100% from Asgard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is, like, everything he says or is, even that thou not brother, right. how did you... To b- betray us. And there's not one moment where Cap doesn't seem like he's from 1945. 100%. Yeah. And I forget, like, I love Captain America, but I forget how very, like, Andre said, like, little boy yeah. he is. They're both, oh. they're Until both, I saw this again, I was like, oh, dang, Captain, get it together. They're both playing that, like, fish out of water role. But in, I, yeah. I appreciate movie, it. I think it's hilarious. Is, it's, it's very cool. But lo- this, this is my favorite outfit of Loki, though, because he actually ha- is wearing his, like, giant headpiece. Yeah, his horns. His giant horns and he has a scepter and stuff i, I thought that. he looked like a battering ram mm. what do you think it looks like because i i get the impression of a ram yeah yeah it's, it's i just it's always ram-y. think there is horns or like a demon i guess oh i guess it's mischievous yeah. 
mischievous. Mischievous. Hmm. Mischievous. Reindeer now. Now I can't get that out of my mind. The reindeer I love, over here. And my favorite thing to do is meet Andre and I. One of our favorite things is um, meeting the Marvel characters in the parks. At Disneyland. And then, yeah, so at California Adventure. And we ask them things to, like, see if we're going to trip them up. Because if you don't pay attention to all of the movies, like... And you're a character in the park. Some nerds are going to come in and they're going to ask you something. You're going to slip up. That's us, right? Like where those nerds coming in trying yeah. to ask them things. Embarrassing. I think we so may I think have given like this some movie, Infinity War spoilers to, to yeah, one of them at one point. Or, um, <laughs> after, I don't know if it was after, it was after Civil War. Uh, we saw Captain America. And we were like, where's Bucky? <laughs> like I didn't even say hi to Captain America. I was just like, where's Bucky? I said hi. He said hi. I didn't. I was like all up in his <laughs> That's face. That's rude. Like, Where's Bucky? <laughs> Why don't we be nice to Captain? He told I shook me. His he kind of told me. He was like, "Oh, he's off somewhere." You know, I forget Chilling what he said, but, but he knew yeah. where he was. But um, you know, some of them are dead, and they're in the parks now. So I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> well, I'm gonna see him and be like, "Hey, well, hey, no spoilers, yeah, Michelle. Chill. We talked about this. Whatever, Nobody's dead. Whatever." <laughs> um, but anyways, if you need to pass time, just go to California Adventure and <laughs> ask the Marvel characters time. questions and try to trip them up. <laughs> great or you could just do normal disney things like yeah. normal people <laughs> what is the normal disney thing that normal people do no you can't meet iron man in the park store else i would call him um the sassy pants i'd be like you're sassy pants, sassy pants. <laughs> he'd be like i know he is sassy like, pants. yeah i created these sassy pants speaking of sassy pants do you know why he's wearing a black sabbath tee in the tv in the tv show in the movie <clears throat> why I do. because black sabbath has a song called iron, iron man, man. How come all of your fun fact Easter eggs are about Iron Man? It's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> we it's not my fault. I'm the Easter egg queen. This, we should have given this job to someone else. <laughs> no, do you want? Okay, you want to hear a non-Iron Man one? Sure. So Harry Dean Stanton um, replays his classic role in Alien here in this movie. Yeah, so when Hulk falls from the sky mm-hmm. and he degreens and is buck naked, right? And he's <laughs> down inside of it looks like a warehouse, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, Harry Dean Stanton comes up and is like, "Are you an alien?" <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's a no, a nod to his role when he was in the movie Alien. I need yeah. to see the movie Alien. It's good. I think I would really like it. I love it. You aliens. won't ever want to have a kid, right? Because isn't that the one where it's like coming out of the stomach? Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a little, it's fine, but I like Alien stuff. It's fine. Impregnated by an alien. An alien does pop out. No <laughs> that just reminds me no of freaking section. Infinity War when Spider-Man's like, ah, don't put your eggs in me. Don't put your eggs in me. <laughs> <laughs> So disgusting. <laughs> oh my god. I freaking love Spider Man. <laughs> oh, so Do you good. want another one? Yes. Yeah. See, I got some that are non okay, okay. Iron Man related. Mm-hmm. So the okay, so the bridge of the ship mm-hmm. on the helicarrier, when you look at it, it's like a big semicircle. Um and apparently the monitors, the way that everything is um what do you call it? Oriented. Oriented is supposed to look and resemble the shield logo. So I'm going to show you a picture. So if you look mm-hmm. at it, the wings are supposed oh. to be off to the side. The center is the middle yeah, of the I bird. And then the top is where the conference room table is. And that's where the head of the, head the of eagle good. is that's supposed cool. to be. We want to we talk about the best callback of this movie. Sure. When Captain America gives a Nick Fury $10. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was funny. Will you <laughs> explain? Because that's really so funny. In the beginning when Nick Fury is coming to recruit Captain America in the gym where Captain America is just destroying uh, Punch body bags. punching bags. Uh, and picking them up over his shoulder like they're nothing. Yeah, like they're nothing. He's very strong. Uh, he goes, he goes. I bet you $10 there's nothing you can show me that I haven't seen yet. And or that would surprise me. That would surprise me, yes. And then as soon as Cap sees that the aircraft carrier they're on is actually a helicarrier, 
He's like, okay, ten dollars. <laughs> you want to know? Because they thought it was a submarine at first. They thought That's that they right. were going underwater, and then submarine? it started like I know. And Hulk, Hulk was like, "This is dumb." And then when <laughs> when it flies, he's like, "This is even dumber." <laughs> so funny. Also, my favorite thing about Captain America in this movie, I can't get enough of him. The way he dresses, even when he's not in his Captain America suit, he's wearing like really old pants with like his shirt tucked in and a giant his pants are belt. Up very high his belt is the, gigantic he's literally still dressing like he's in 1945 his flannel is old i don't know where they found these clothes for him <laughs> <laughs> a pawn shop from the so 50s yeah funny. some somebody's grandpa's closet that's hilarious <laughs> somebody's grandpa's closet mm-hmm. okay i have a couple more okay. this one's cool so in the attack on new york city real military police were used in the scene cuz they oh. wanted to um, make it look a little bit more, excuse me, a little less CGI'd. Mm-hmm. So they used real military police. That's cool. Um, this is one thing that actually bothered me, but it was for a reason. So did you notice that Pepper uh, Potts, Tony Stark's GF, is always freaking barefoot? I wrote something about her that drove, shorts. That, well, and her sh- I hate that outfit. Yeah. Like, it's shorts and like, a t-shirt. Did she just come back from a rodeo or something Seriously. like that? Why is she wearing this outfit? Well, I just feel like it's not, anywho, whatever. Whatever about her outfit, but she's always barefoot, and that bothers me. You want to know why? It's because she's taller than Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Jr. Robert Downey tiny. Jr. is very small. So when they're standing next to each other with her with no shoes on, they put implants in his shoes to make him look taller. And look at this picture the of them got next on to each other. Four inch platforms at all times when he's next to Gwyneth Paltrow, so that he can it's be. Not taller his fault. He's tiny. I know. Well, that's what I was. I always thought it was stupid that she was barefoot. I'm like, that is weird. <laughs> right. Like you never see barefoot people in movies in like movies, this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's because she's tall and he's not. <laughs> Another good one <laughs> is that. So we talk about um, you know Bruce Banner being under pressure literally when he gets on this helicarrier, mm-hmm. right? Well, when they both get knocked down into um, when Banner and Black Widow get knocked off to they get like into some undercarrier part of the ship. Yeah. If you look on the floor, it says um, it's painted warning contents under pressure and there's little small arrows pointing and they're pointing right to Bruce Banner <laughs> as funny. turning into Hulk, which I think is really funny. Pressure. Yeah, he's under pressure. I'm always angry. <laughs> Um, another good one is that um, this movie had to be rewritten multiple times, yeah. or at least the death scene of Coulson had to be rewritten multiple times or reshot multiple times because it they, <laughs> they kept giving it an R rating. This movie was rated R what? because yes. of Coulson's death. Like it, it kept showing the the knife or whatever bursting scepter. through his chest. Yeah, the scepter that he gets stabbed with bursting through his chest, and the MPAA was like, no, 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 no. We they want. They that. were going to give it an R rating. That would have been fine for this time. I feel like. Well, they wanted to make sure that it was still an most audience type movie, right. so they literally had to redo it multiple times so that that particular scene was not as gory and not as um, explicit. Explicit. Graphic. Interesting. Even though he died, so they show him getting killed off scene with a sound, and then you see it. Yeah. So it's not like a full on <laughs> thing. Um, which I thought that was really, yeah, right. I thought that was really interesting. <laughs> and lastly, this one is really funny. Are you ready for this? Yes. So I'm going to read it because I don't want to paraphrase. Okay. If not for a delay in sending Daredevil number one to the printer, we're talking about, do you know this already? No. Oh, you're rolling your eyes. So this is comic books, okay? Okay. So if not for the delay of Daredevil one being sent to the printer, the Avengers might not have ever existed. According to Marvel's senior vice president of publishing, 
Um, when the publisher realized that the first issue of Daredevil wasn't going to be ready in time for its scheduled print, Stanley proposed the idea of bringing a bunch of existing Marvel characters together to form a team like DC's Justice League of America. Oh. By doing so, they wouldn't need to create a complicated backstory for all of the characters coming together, which would allow the squad to jump right into whatever adventure Lee and Kirby could come up with on short notice. The pair brainstormed for a while and came up with the Avengers, then hastily put together the first issue and sent it off to the printer. That's awesome. Hmm. I didn't know that it was because of a delay with uh, with Daredevil. That's that's hilarious. That's what I was going. Oh, that it was Daredevil. <laughs> I think I think that's hilarious. So that's awesome. And it's and you know what's really cool about that. And I have to give DC some credit. I, I'm going to give them a little bit of credit, which oh, is sure. like what. <laughs> but I like that. I mean, everyone. I think because Marvel's so big right now, they mm -hmm. think that like Marvel's the best. Right. But FYI, DC was doing their thing at the exact same time, and they were killing it. Straight up. And the fact that they have Justice League, and I'm not talking about the movies, but the fact that like the comics are killing it, and then they come out with the Justice League, and then Marvel's like, dude, we need, we're scrambling. Yeah. And they literally do the exact same mm -hmm. thing. It's it's kind of a nice thing to know because then it's not always that Marvel's the best. They just did a better. They're lucky that they did a better job with their movies. With their movies, yeah. My respect level for Marvel and DC in terms of comics is exactly the same mm -hmm. they're both top of the line great stuff they both have their flaws all the time and but but they're they're exactly equal in my mind but the movies there's there's a there's an obvious disparity. hot garbage <laughs> <laughs> there is a disparity between the wonder two. woman See? right yeah uh also well and that's why one has a universe and one has a good movie yes exactly <laughs> um also fun fact as of this recording, Ant-Man and the Wasp just came out this this weekend. Yes. And I like this. I know what you're going to say. And so now for the first time ever, all of the founding Avengers have been represented on live action screen. The founding Avengers are Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's it. They really? these, these are the yep. five that mm -hmm. started the Avengers. Captain America was still frozen in ice until issue number four of the Avengers. And Ant-Man and the Wasp are founding members. And the Romanoff was actually ended up replacing the Wasp because she already was established in this universe. In and the they movie, didn't yeah. want to bring in all these other freaking characters yeah. to try to explain them in this movie. There are drafts of this script that have the Wasp in it. Ant-Man and the Wasp, I assume. Um, rather than Interesting. Black Widow. Yeah. Cool stuff. I love it. I think it's really cool. Yeah. I, I enjoy the fact that they're ancillary characters in later movies, um, and they're kind of like fringe characters, but that allows them to have better backstory, right. you know, in, in their own movies, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool stuff. How much money does this movie make? Oh, boy. This movie. Every time we talk about Marvel money, I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. this, this, one, this one especially, because uh, this movie had a budget of $220 million, Okay. Budget was two hundred twenty million. Its first weekend in the U.S., it made two hundred and seven million dollars. So it almost made Jay its, almost made all of its money back in the first weekend. Its gross in the United States ended up being six hundred twenty three million dollars, and it now has a cumulative worldwide gross of one billion five hundred nineteen million dollars. You're welcome. Nice. One point five bill must be nice. I believe it is number three on the. List of all time box office? Is Infinity War top now? Um Yes, actually I believe you're right. Yeah, it it, it has it has it has changed um ever since Yeah. Star it's like 
Star Wars The Force Awakens, Titanic, Avatar. Titanic! <laughs> <laughs> Avengers, and then... Uh, and then uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Is oh my god! I don't. I don't have it. I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> but, but yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that that's, cracks that's, me that's up. basically it. Titanic, Avatar. <laughs> I can't. Oh. My All right, gosh. we ready to rate this puppy? Hold on, we didn't talk about my my favorite scene. Oh. We didn't. No. It, and it's scene? not even like a conversation. I just have to throw it out there. Okay. My favorite thing that they have done in all the Marvel movies now is a collective fighting pan scene where yes. where one character will be... And it's not just like a fighting scene where everyone's just doing their thing. It's like a pan where mm-hmm. one character will be doing a thing and then they either go right or left, whatever. It's usually like in a circle oh, sometimes. Oh, yeah, and they'll yeah, start yeah. with one character and they do something that helps the other character like jump off like Captain yeah, America's shield. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Hawkeye jumps and punches someone who then gets kicked by so and so, it's very, it's very reminiscent of comics on the double page spread, mm-hmm. where most most pages are just one single page with the panels and the borders and stuff like that. But then every once in a while, you get a double page spread. It's just one huge art piece of everybody fighting at the same time, and it's always awesome. And it's I even more this. awesome in the movies. And it's so cool because it's almost like, and, it, and it's funny that you say that because it literally looks like if you took a picture, it would be everyone in action all at the same yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so cool. My favorite one that they do is the one in Age of Ultron, which is the second a- Avengers right. movie. Um, it's like in the beginning, right? No, it's at the end when they're going around oh, the, that's right. the portal thing with Ultron. Yes. But Captain America's flipping around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cap and is so cool when he and, and black, a uh, red, Lady Widow. What is she? <laughs> Black <laughs> the Red Scarlet Witch. Lady Widow. <laughs> Scarlet Witch be doing her witchy things. For a black red lady widow. <laughs> it's, it's confusing because there's a Scarlet Johansson, a Black Widow, and a Scarlet Witch, and it's just all Thank mixed up Thank you for together. understanding why it's so confusing. <laughs> My God. Elizabeth Olsen. Um, <laughs> but seriously. from Russia. Point yes. being, the pan scenes like that. I usually am not huge on like CGI fight scenes, but those ones are my favorite because it's just so cool how to get all of them to do something together that really mm-hmm. is cinematically quite CGI magical. fight scenes aren't my favorite either. Like even in Infinity War, I was like, hmm, but it's, it's, they're growing on me. I mean, I usually like when it like will pan to a girl fight. I'm like, oh, yeah, girl fight, girl fight. That's when I get excited. I'm like, oh, oh girl fight. Uh, All right. Should we do ratings? Yeah, go for it. I'll rate. Hold on. No, tell us. Tell us what per, like percentage. Oh, rotten tomatoes. Oh, that's right. Yes. Um, Give me some meat. Lois, get your booty over here to give us a rating. On. <laughs> Stop playing black ops. <laughs> on um, IMDb, it has an 8.1 out of 10. Okay. Um, which is pretty good. On Metacritic, it only has a 66 out of 100, which, or 69, excuse me, on, on Metacritic.com. That's that's interesting. That's, that's surprising. But I mean, what this is, is over I see that time, had a, right? What is the like, one that I had? That I saw one that had a 91%. Is it because we're s- that's Rotten Tomatoes is yes. 92? On Rotten Tomatoes is 92%. Okay, there you go. Audience score, 91. But th- is this like cumulative over time, or is this just like when the movie came out? Because this movie came out so long ago in the in the Marvel universe that like the scores could have gone down because people like the newer movies better. Oh, um, so Rotten Tomatoes, they, it's it, it's a cumulative uh, score of critics' reviews at the time that the movie comes okay. out. I believe okay. yes. So it's all from 2012. Gotcha. And I guess some people could be like like the audience score could go down because people are reviewing it now, but uh, but I'm pretty sure it's all okay. Mostly from 2012 when this came out. 
Well, right. I'm going to kind of agree with them. I'm going to give this movie a nine. Um, it's a good Marvel movie. I tend to like the individual movies better than the team-up movies, just me personally, because then I like can really connect with like one character, and then I'll connect with another character. Um, I just don't like Iron Man. If, <laughs> if he wasn't in there, it'd be a, it ten. Been a ten. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was um, it's a nine. It it was, a ten. This is the first team-up movie. It's still pretty solid. The Avengers movies just keep on getting crazier and better mm-hmm. with time. As with the, I almost think the Captain America movies are like team up movies, really. Yeah. So I kind of get them confused sometimes. Yeah, yeah Civil War, not Civil. Well, yeah, no, Civil, Civil War, War too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first Ultron. one, no. Well, that one was the Avengers. Mm-hmm. The Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is the one that I always think is, is an a Avengers, Avengers movie, movie. Yeah. right? Because there's like multiple that's Sokovia, people. Right? No. That's Age of Ultron. No, that's Age of Ultron. Well, anyways, they still... Bl- even Captain America Civil War, to me, that was an Avenger movie. Right. True. Like, um, so I kind of get them confused. But all of those movies, they just get better and better with time. And this was like the OG one. So yeah. 9 out of 10. Ish. Um, I'm also going to give it a 9. Uh, it's crazy fun, this movie. Very, very fun. Lots of lots of jokes, like, like yes. miles per minute. A uh, bunch of bunch of jokes in this movie. All the action is great. Like it's it's very exciting action. All the action scenes, including <laughs> when Nick Fury is shooting a helicopter with a pistol. Uh, <laughs> it's all awesome. It's all fun. All the acting is good. The writing, as we said, is very sharp and very quick witted. Um, my only problem with it is that it's not as good as some of the movies that have come after it. Yeah, see, that's why it's hard for me to, like, if we think about this culmination of movies, it's massive. And it's hard for me to take my mind back to the beginning ones and forget all of the ones that have just came out. So I'm like, sure. all right, Infinity War is a 10 you- out of 10, then this movie's a 9. <laughs> you know, like, I think of it that way, but I have to try to, like, forget all that. I'm going to give, I would not give Infinity War a 10 no, out of 10. No, I, I, I was just giving <laughs> a no, metaphor. I understand yeah, what yeah, you're yeah. saying. Yes. Um, so, okay. I agree. Um, for the, I think my, I'm going to give it a nine as well and agreeing with you guys across the board. I think that this movie set the stage for everything that was to come. If this movie hadn't have been as good as it was, we would not be where we are today. Straight up. They talk about the battle of New York so much. Battle of New York, battle of New York. It's like engraved in a history book now. Like I think battle (laughs) of New York actually happened. And and for, for those of you who haven't watched a lot of the other movies or haven't watched like the Marvel TV shows, they reference the battle of New York as if it literally rocked the world. Right. It did. Which, which is did. so cool. Mm-hmm. I think that's so fantastic because in other parts of like movies, it's just kind of like, oh yeah, something happened. They like pretend it didn't, it wasn't there. Right. But literally every Marvel show from this moment on has talked about the Battle of New York in some that's way where or all another. all the kids, and I like the scene at the end where they're showing, you know, just the humans like worshiping like, oh yeah, guys in America, oh yeah, Hulk. Like wearing all the shirts and stuff like that, and even the government starts to be like, um, "Listen, y'all destroyed the city. You better fix it." Yeah, no, it's things it's, like that. It's kind of where it all begins. That's well, very unique. It's it's really good world building. Like if they the Jurassic Park movies aren't going like, man, remember when this all went wrong in the nineties? We should probably should have learned our lesson then, right? No, Wouldn't that never... have been nice? <laughs> Wouldn't that have been freaking nice? Yeah. But do you remember even like what what year did uh, Spider Man come out? Um, I believe that was twenty fifteen. Homecoming, yeah. 2016, 2016, I think. 2016? It was recent. 2017? It wasn't that long ago. I forget, like, two or three Marvel movies come out in a year. Yeah. It literally, I want to say I was pregnant when that came out. I think out. it was July 2017. Yep. Okay, so. You said 2015. I know. It I, feels like a right. long time ago. But so, so think happened. about, 
I mean, we're not talking about Spider-Man, but Spider-Man came out in 2017 and it revolves around the events of this movie. The Battle of New York, yeah. The Battle of New York. Obviously, it's years later, but if the Battle of New York hadn't happened, then the main events in Spider-Man would not have come to fruition. And then also just a lot of alien tech stems from this movie because obviously the Chitauri just... Left stuff everywhere. <laughs> they just died <laughs> just on the made street. Made a big yeah, old this, mess. You know, people. This is where a lot of the uh, all this alien tech starts to yeah. come into play, and yeah. new villains, and it just gets crazy. Well, and that's how I think Tony is able to. Well, Tony and Bruce Banner and all of them together mm-hmm. are able to come up with Science even bros. better, um, even better tech for themselves right, yes. because they're able to see, like, take a look into alien weaponry. And that's it's really cool to see how their suits and all of their stuff evolve yeah. over time too. Because even Tony Stark seems very um, rudimentary in comparison right. to what we saw in like Infinity War. I will only say that the only thing I I miss I miss Captain's Shield. I miss it. Yeah. They could bring it back. It's literally only been missing for one movie. Yeah. I will say though that one thing I do miss this movie had it the other one didn't is I like the opening scene better and I know Luis does too I like the opening um, literally the Marvel when Marvel pops up and it's like the flipping of like the comic book pages Mm -hmm. versus then like their faces it's I think that's a little corny it's like the classic one but I I like the new one because I like the the music well I like the the theme song me 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 all right, peeps. Luis. Peeps, I give it a nine. It was pretty good, like I said. Pretty good. Uh, pretty good. It's, it's a nine the first good. time that <laughs> all of these characters were brought into a movie, and that just kind of opened the door for my fandom. So, nine. Yeah, dude. That was yeah. very nice, Lou. Ba, ba, ba. We didn't even talk about that song. Boom, boom, boom. boom, boom it, it needs no explanation. What are we doing? next week well well i guess you're just stopping our song then wait, wait, wait. i have rude. a story while you guys are looking for next week about I, the song i already know what next so week is <laughs> i i work with children do you and uh have you <laughs> we got to go on a field <laughs> trip to the mall and they got to buy a video game from gamestop <laughs> this was and they, they bought lego marvel avengers right mm-hmm. and so then we were playing it at work and then i just don't realize like to me i didn't grow up with these kind of movies but, like, kids these days, they know what Marvel is. They know what superheroes are, right? Mm-hmm. So when the Lego Marvel Avengers video game starts, it still has that song in it, right? The dun 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 It still has it. And there was one kid, and he was so excited. And they just started singing it, the whole thing. And the kid's, like, seven. And I'm like, he knows every Marvel song, and he's seven years old? Yeah, but dude. they're, like, Marvel is so... I remember one the first time we went to Disneyland together, Andre was, like, losing his mind. Because kids were running around the parks dressed up like superheroes. Not princesses necessarily. Like, we saw a lot of kids dressed up like superheroes. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, man, it's so cool. Like, well, that's how it is it. now. They're, they're Ariel. They're, you know, Mulan. They're Pocahontas is it's Marvel characters. yeah. Yeah, they're, that is a, so crazy, and oh. it's, it's really cool. Because all these princesses are, alive. like, already there. Like, what I guess they got, they got frozen. And like tangled, that's and but it's Marvel for them, you know. And well, now is the female superheroes come popping in? Bye bye, princesses. It's all about kicking oh, butt now. for the Halloween party. Um, we didn't go last year, but we were in the parks around that time, and there was a little girl dressed up like Black Widow oh, with yeah. like the red wig, and I was like, "Oh, get it, girl!" Mm-hmm. Like she was so cute. Yep, yeah, it's true. <laughs> all right, friends, so. you ready for next week? Yes. What's happening? What's happening? What's, going What's happening? Down you next ready? Week. You ready? What's happening is a soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. What?
because this movie. The soundtrack for The Black Panther. Oh, I thought we were doing a different one next week. No. But it also has some really good songs. Oh, we're doing Black Panther next week? We are watching 2018's Black Panther. Oh, dude, I thought we were doing a different movie. I'm so excited Directed by Ryan Coogler. Y'all wanted it. And we kept saying, nah, 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 nah. It's too recent. Yeah. But FYI, y'all yeah, need to see it. It's not too recent. It. We got to watch it again. Will this be like the newest movie we've ever done? It will. Yeah. yeah. Well, we haven't done Coco, and I feel like that was the That's newest. Right. For Andre a long and I have only seen Black Panther once. Which is once. 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 <laughs> only once time. <laughs> only once time. Once. <laughs> which is hilarious because we own it and we've seen it multiple times. Yeah. You want to watch it right multiple now? times, probably though. Oh no, we gotta go see Ant Man and the Wasp. Suck, suck. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it right now. Andre's gonna lose his mind if we don't go see Ant Man and the Wasp. I will. Um, so. Yes. So please join us next week when we talk about the Black Panther. The Black Panther. Yeah. Ooh. Vibranium. <laughs> Wakanda. That'll be, that'll be actually really Wakanda. fun to be able to talk about like the vibranium and how that kind of plays into what we saw in this movie too. Mm-hmm. Jack Demundo. All right, guys. Um, you guys, stay tuned for all of our uh, announcements and stuff. We are at the Wall Wall Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Hit us up there. Send us a message in our DMs. Uh, we may read it on the show. Or you can send us an email to contact at the Uh You know I like those. If you want to support us, you can do that in several ways. You can go to uh, the Walt Vault on any podcast platform out there. We're on Stitcher. Google Play, Google Podcast, which is a new app. You can download that. Um, YouTube and iTunes. And on iTunes, we'd like you to give us a rating and a review. Uh, five stars is my favorite kind of rating. And, you know, good stuff. <laughs> my favorite kind of review. Um, that's one way to help us. You can also go to thewaltvaultpod.com slash Amazon. If you click the link, you'll shop on Amazon like normal. And we get a small portion of whatever you purchase at no additional cost to you. So that helps us out. Um, and you can also go to our Patreon and become a patron for as little as a dollar or more a month. You can support us and get access to our after show, A Crack in the Vault, where we talk about some of the um, more adult aspects of these movies. I also have been posting my notes uh, that I take while watching these movies. Those are pretty fun. Check those out on patreon.com slash the Walt Vault. You guys, that's it for now. We'll see you next week for some Black Panther goodness. The Vault is now